We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Being with Christ, and this is an important lesson for all of us because sometimes we just get, you know, we watch a little too much TV and listen to a little too many songs with cussing in it. Yes, you're doing that, some of you. Amen. Trying to skip over the cussing like, well, I don't pay that part any attention. (laughs) You got all this worldliness in your life. Worldliness breaks your communion with Christ. Yeah, because then when you really need him, you can't even feel that he's there. You got so, amen. You got so much world in you. Hey man, folks tell me, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm saved. But every, every decision, every decision you make in your life is against what the Bible says. Oh, they wasn't expecting this on Easter. Heroes. Look at your neighbor and say, heroes. That's what they want. That's what they want a good clothes for. I want my good clothes. Because I wanted to hear he rose. Good clothes, because he rose. <laughs> yeah, he rose, but what you going to do with it? Amen. See, he rose for me because that's what I believe. What do you believe? And what is your actions showing that you believe? Amen. All right. As believers, we must believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus with what? All of our heart. All of our heart. All of our heart. We have to believe it. Luke 8 and 12 says, Those by the wayside are they that hear. But then cometh the devil. So that means everybody's going to hear it. Did you know that? Everyone's going to hear it. But then comes the devil and take away the word out of their what? hearts lest they should believe and be saved so that means the word has to find its way in your what heart now the bible says from the heart flows the issues of your life all your actions come from your heart yeah you can be wanting to have good intentions but if your heart is not right you won't because there's a conflict there can be a conflict between your heart and your mind Amen. Yeah, it's really, that's kind of what schizophrenia is and some of these other disorders. Stuff in your body's not agreeing with other stuff. Your body's not on one accord. Yes. So we got to get our heart right and believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus in our hearts so that we can be saved. We can believe the Bible to be true with our minds but keep our own way in our hearts. Lord have mercy. That means in your mind, man, you you going to church. Yeah, I'm going to church. You're a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Christian. But dude, everything you do is anti-Christ. Well, Christ understand. He know he made me. No, man. No, that means you believe the Bible. You believe Christ. You believe everything grandmama taught you. But you're keeping your own way. If you keep your own way, Christ is not Lord. He's only Lord if he is leading you. This causes us to waver and be what? 
unstable in our behavior. That's what we don't want to be here. Unstable in our behavior. Amen. We talked about the tree for nine weeks. A tree is stable. Right? That means no matter what wind blows, the belief, the belief stays the same. Amen. When the Hebrew Israelite confronts you, your belief stays the same. When the Satanist, when the agnostic, when the, those that don't even believe in God, the atheist confront you, your belief stays the same. Amen. But if your way is in your heart, <laughs> you're going to waver. And when you confront it, your foundation's going to be shaken. Because if you're keeping your own way, then you're being inconsistent with what the Bible says. Amen. James 1 and 8 says a double-minded man is what? In how many of his ways? How many of his ways? If he's double-minded, that means God's way and his way exist in his own life. The Bible said he's what? Unstable in all his ways. He's erratic in his behavior. No consistency. Yeah. And this is important for us to understand. When a person claims Christ without following his written word, sin will rule their life. Can I say it again? When a person claims Christ without following his what? Written word. Sin will what? Rule their life. Now, you can base what you live and how you live on what preachers say. What mama said, what the deacon taught you, what the Sunday school teacher taught you. But if it's not lining up with what was written, sin is going to rule your life. Sin is going to find a way to dominate you. As the Bible says, master you. Yeah. Matthew 6 and 24. No man can serve what? How many times have you heard this? Folks hear this and just, no man can serve two masters. Don't ever think about what they said. Think about what it, no man can serve two masters. One of those masters could be yourself. You know, you could be the master of your own destiny. Your decision, this is the way. I don't care what the Bible says, this is the way I'm going. Well, once you do that, then you hate Christ's way. Because it says, no man can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and what? despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon or riches or worldliness what does it mean to serve mammon you're ruled by trying to make it oh i just preached that's okay folk in here looking at me like man where are the where's the easter egg hut but you better get you better get some I ain't got one bunny on any of these slides. No bunny, no rabbit, no chocolate, nothing. <laughs> hey, yeah. But to serve mammon is always trying to make it to be successful in others' eyes. That's serving mammon. And the Bible says you can't serve that and God because God don't care what you look like in other folks' eyes. Amen. God cares what you look like in his eyes. 
the Amen. Amen. You can't serve God and serve your way. This is good to me. Amen. A true believer. How many true believers we got in here? You're, you're a true believer. You truly believe. Okay, we got, well, here, here comes the test. <laughs> you knew it was a trick question. A true believer conforms to what they believe in their hearts. If you truly believe in Christ, you will follow him and reject the world's way. We preach about rejecting the world's way. So we don't have the world singers performing in here. We don't have, amen, world's talk show hosts aren't interviewing me. We're not having the world and mixing it with the church. We are rejecting the world's way. Amen. Because the world believes that you ought to be better than somebody else. The world believes you ought to be the best. Because in order to have a platform in the world, you got to be the best. But to have a platform in the kingdom, you only have to do your best. So that's the difference. We don't bring the world in here. The greatest prophet that ever lived was a man in the wilderness eating locusts and honey with leaves sewn together. Straight preaching and rebuking Pharisees and scribes that were millionaires. Because that's who God will use. In the kingdom of God, the least is always the greatest. Amen. So, you know, we, we, we don't preach the world in here, so we don't have that whole worldly thing going on. We ain't about to have a conference and invite a whole bunch of secular folks to come talk about the gospel. We ain't having no mega fest in here. That's mega mess. We ain't going to have the LGBT in here trying to teach you how to be friendly toward the homosexual. Amen. No, that's the world's way. We believe that's sin, along with all the other sins. If you're a thief, you we ain't, you ain't speaking either, thief. <laughs> but we don't believe in the world's way. Because if we're true believers, we conform to what the Bible says and we reject the world. John 8 and 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. If ye what? Oh my gosh. Not just what I'm telling you right now. Not just because see that's what they like to bring up. Well the thief on the cross just got it one time and he was okay. He was dying. What part of death don't you understand? He got the word and died. Now if you plan on doing that then you're good. Get the word and go run cross 820. <laughs> no. No. He said, Jesus said, if ye continue, that means after you hear what I said, after you find out what you're supposed to do, go and what? Do it. If you go do it, then are ye my disciples indeed. Amen. This is not a one-time fix where we're going to turn a chair around and you're going to come sit up here and the doors of the church opened and you got saved right then and that's it. No, that's not it. If, look at somebody say, continue. If you 
continue. If you continue, that's the only way you can be a true disciple. The world promotes the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the what? Pride of life. Y'all know, man, folks going to go to hell over pride? You know what pride really is? Pride is when you think something that nobody else thinks. <laughs> you think somebody thinks that you are somebody. But everything about your life sucks. You're going to go to hell over that? <laughs> That's some foolishness. Once you go get get yourself together. That's what pride is. You think that folks are thinking something. That's pride. Ask them. Just go to asking folk. Hey, you, you, you think I'm all that? I guarantee they're going to be like, no. I'm surprised you think it. That's pride. Pride. Lifted up in pride, trying to look good, trying to look like something. When in the kingdom of God, it doesn't matter. None of us are anything in the kingdom. But the world promotes that. Pride. So they get a bunch of kids together. And we're going to have a, uh, a, a, a famous recording artist come and speak to the kids to motivate them. But he got babies by 20 different women. He got AIDS. His life is trash. But he got a hit song. He got a hit song so we can let him talk to the kids. So what what did you do to make it? I just persevered. I just, I did my best. And man, you know. I just always told myself, man, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be on top. I'm going to be on top, man. One day, I'm going to be all the way up there on top. How many people did y'all sleep with to get up there? Oh, well, you know, know, we ain't going to talk about that. Because that's what you had to do. So you on the top. And because you have some worldly fame, now you qualified to teach some kids. All you can impart in the kids is the pride of life. Because that's all you have. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eye and the what? You got all three. Won't talk to my kids. I need my kids to understand what they were created for. That's what I'm teaching my children. Is that what you teach? Well, what were you? Were you created to be the best singer that ever lived? And then shoot drugs? Ooh, I sound like an old person. Shoot drugs. (laughs) They shoot drugs now, Jeff. They shooting them. You're going to smoke weed and shoot drugs at night. That's all you're going to do at night. They have to do it. You know why they have to do it? Because they know who they really are. When you know who you really are, people can clap it away. But when the clapping stops, you got to deal with who you are. And once you have to deal, you come face to face with the pride of life, pride is going to win and destroy you. Don't let them have a good story. They all die young. None of them got a good family. None of them got a good marriage. None of them have good children. Why is that the common denominator? 
Because it's all pride. I don't want you passing that on to my children. I need my children to know what they... Because see, once a person's purpose lines up with who they are in their life, they're going to have progress. They're going to progress. Once a woman understands, once a man understands, once you understand what God created you for, then you'll progress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I preach in here? These actions are of the world and not of Christ. For all that is in the world is what? The lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. It is what? Not of the Father, but is what? That's the definition of the world. When I say, man, get out of that world, they're talking about the lust of the flesh. That means you're going after everything you see. The lust of the eye, that means that you see, you, all you see is what you want. Every prayer you pray is what you want. And the pride of life means you just want to heap it upon yourself. Christ makes us new creations and changes our what? The way we used to desire. When we accept him, we turn away from the world and the world's views. On, we don't think like the world anymore when we accept Christ. When we accept Christ, we turn and change our views. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? <sighs> be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect what? You can't prove the will of God for your life if you are conformed to the world. You're conformed to the world. You're going to do things the way the world tells you. Matthew 6 and 24, a very powerful passage, one of the most powerful in the Bible. I love it because people are always asking, what would Jesus do and what did Jesus say? And, you know, homosexuals always, they love quoting Jesus. Jesus didn't ever say being gay was wrong. Science did. We don't even need the Bible, man. That stuff don't work. Let's put the Bible up, man. Give me a biology book. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about infestion. Infectious. Those words. Let's define those. We don't need the, I don't need the Bible. Just give me a good doctor. They're always trying to say what Jesus, they love trying to say what Jesus said. Oh, Jesus, this, and Jesus didn't say that. Would Jesus do that? And would you do that? Man, let's read what Jesus says right here. This is it. Okay, this is it. This, this, this quiets all arguments. See, this is why they have to take validity from the Bible now. They have to basically just say, now, well, the Bible oh, it was, was written, and it's this and that. And, you know, they have to dog the Bible out because you can't use what Jesus said because Jesus was plain. Very easy to understand. Amen? He said... Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man, the Bible says, if any man will come after me, let him what? Deny himself. What? Take up his cross. Take up his cross. And then what? Man, so, I mean, Christianity now, does he have to wear a suit every Sunday? Don't say that. Does he have to uh, eat communion every first Sunday? Do all the women have to wear white? Uh, 
Can a woman wear pants and makeup? And I mean, is although no, no, this this is salvation right here. Deny himself, take up his cross, and what? Follow me. Christ is salvation. What he did is salvation. So if I'm gonna have Christ, he just gave me in Matthew 16 and 24 the formula to have him. He said, if you're gonna come after me, you gotta first what? Deny yourself. Then you have to what? Take up your cross. That don't mean a little gold cross on your necklace. Oh, I wear I take mine up every day. Madonna wears a cross, okay? Them Kardashians wear crosses. Okay, so we already know. Well, come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I, I, I just felt in the spirit somebody said, well, you don't know those Kardashians, they might be saved. Are they denying themselves? I will. I have to go to the other two. Instagram says that they missed the first one. They might be denying some clothes, some covering, but they ain't denying themselves. Deny himself. Take up his cross and what? Follow me. Breaking these down and then I'll be done. To deny oneself means that we reject what we want for Christ's sake. How many of you had to reject what you wanted for Christ's sake? You just have to reject it. You, you don't have a choice. It's not fair for us to reject and then others don't have to. I be telling folks that all the time, but they come to me like, brother, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, we, uh, me, me, me and, uh, uh, Elder Aaron, we talk about it all the time. The brother's calling, yeah, well, see, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently living with my g- girlfriend, you know, but I'm, I mean, I'm trying to get it right. And we always be like, why you get to live with a woman? I mean, that, that's not fair. You just get to come home and just have it laid up on it and ain't got to pay nothing on it you don't have to take care of it and own it that's not fair why you get to do that bro we out here we out here doing what the bible saying you just get to break the rules at random it's not fair amen so to deny oneself means that we reject what we want. That means when the word comes to us and says, stop doing that, no matter how much you like doing it, guess what you got to do? You got to stop. That's what God is, that's what Christ going to ask you at judgment. Why didn't you stop? When you found out that you couldn't do that, why did you keep doing it? Uh, see, cause, see, uh, cause, see, Man, it's too late for that, bro. You should have stopped. Can I preach in here? You can't do everything you want to do. Get mad and just cuss somebody. Why you get to cuss? I can't cuss. Mad as some of y'all in here make me. I'm not allowed to. Why you get to just roll off your tongue? Why? Why? Why you get to do it? Why, amen, why you get to get drunk whenever trials come? That ain't fair. 
I got to deal with my trials, Bryce. I got to deal with what the devil doing. You can just get, just get full and just, I'm just out. <laughs> X is on your eyes and you just <laughs> hiding from your problems. Why you get to do it? And I got to deal with mine. Amen. So to deny means that you have to reject. Means that we reject what we want for Christ's sake. We just give it up. No matter how bad we want it. But the Bible says if you do that, he'll change your wants. He said if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you new desires, brand new desires. The reason you want it is because something bad happened to you anyway. Why don't you let God fix that? Let him deal with that. So you won't want that anymore. Amen. We turn away from anything that does not line up with his word. That's what denying ourselves means. Denying oneself means. No matter how strong our desire, we must forsake it so that our lives can be aligned with Christ. That's the part the world doesn't understand. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to give it up. Something the world don't understand. The world can't understand. Sometimes the church folk don't understand. Galatians 2 and 20. I am crucified with Christ. Listen to these disciples talk. They're telling you. Paul is saying I'm crucified with Christ. That means I died with him. That means my will and what I want to do died with him. Nevertheless, I live, but I don't. Even though I live, it's not about me. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live how? By the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and did what? Gave himself. That's how he wants you to trust him. What you think looks good at the time, it could be in your way of what really is going to look good. To take up our cross means that we are crucified with Christ and have given up our lives for his. We choose to accept the pain. The pain of going against the world. The pain. Of going against. You ever been at the barbershop? The beauty shop? And somebody say something spiritually stupid? And then they come around and ask you. What do you think? And then you have to. Make that decision on whether it's time. To unleash. The beast. Yeah, you do. You got to make that decision. Sometimes it's not time. Yeah, you got to know when it's time. But sometimes the Lord says, it's time. Man, and you speak truth in that environment. Everybody's looking at you like, and what do you always say? Well, I just don't believe all that. I mean, it don't have to be all that deep. It don't take all that. It just don't take. It's like, brother, what, what Bible are you using? They're not going to understand. So you're going to have to go against. It's painful. It's a cross to go against the world. Then you got to go against the opinions of men. Remember when you first told 
your in-laws that you was homeschooling? Oh, that's just dumb. Kid needs school. They need the influence of other kids. Do they really? Influence? I thought the teachers were the, supposed to be the influence. Oh, that's dumb. Is it dumb? Because you didn't do it? Or you don't understand it? Maybe we can read about it together and understand that this is kind of the course that I wanted to. Oh, nobody. You know what they're doing? They're basing their opinions on other men's opinions. And the most important thing is they're worried about what people are going to say. What am I going to tell my friends when they ask what great he is? He won't even know. (laughs) You know, you heard that. They said that, didn't they, Eddie? Didn't they say that, Julian? They said it. What grade you in, boy? And then you act like that. Kids scared to answer. What grade you in? This many. I... <laughs> you know it's the truth. Come on, folks. <laughs> Those are the, they're basing their opinions on how they're going to look. So when the kid graduates, I mean, where I'm going to go? Where are we going to go? How are we all going to get dressed up? And go, hey, man, can this be about the kid? I mean, can it be about the kid? We all going to dress up. I mean, we ain't got nowhere to go. We just going to have these gowns and suits on. We ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> but like, what? But can, can, can we talk about the kid for a second <laughs> instead of your gown? I already bought it. Well, she's just five. What about the prom? What about the prom date? What if the, what if, who who going to take them out? They, you ain't got no, you got the prom in your house. I mean, but we're not going to let our kid date it. You ain't going to let them date. How they going to know whether they gay or not? How they going to, what? You got to let them date. That's just natural. That's natural. No. But you got to bear that. You got to deal with that. And you got to be smart when you deal with it. And you got to be cool and understand that they don't know what you know. They're not, they're not, they're not in that understanding that you have. So you have to be patient and understand their vantage point and how they grew up. Amen. Especially if they didn't have success in what they're doing. They want to live vicariously through the children anyway. But yeah, but you got to be patient and say, man, you know, I understand how you feel. But I understand, you know, but, you know, this is just a decision we made, you know. And they'll, they'll, they'll love it later. They'll, they'll love it later. Later on, they'll see how smart the kids are. And even our own, the pain of Giving up our own lustful desires. Amen. Some of us had a desire to drive a Mercedes, but we had to go get smoking Joe. Amen. But God just wants you to drive that a little bit. Let him see how you're doing. You're doing all right. Yes, Lord. I'm doing all right. I see some spots on it. You ain't watched it. I'm going to watch it, Lord. Even though it ain't got much fender. I'm a, I'm a, it's all been up. I'm going to wash all in the bins and the creases. God is just, he wants to see. He, he wants to see. When we were living in our one-bedroom apartment, man, we would have everybody over there. I mean, we would have shrimp dinners. Remember that Mimi? All of them coming. We just let her. Our, our apartment was so small, if you opened the oven door, you could just warm the whole thing up. But you couldn't go in the kitchen because the door was the size of the kitchen. Yeah, but we were just, I mean, we lived that way and I wasn't looking for, oh, but y'all see, y'all see this now. 
Mimi, y'all see that you never hear me say that, did you? Y'all y'all see this place now, but this ain't what I see. Cause I see, oh God gonna do bigger and better. I didn't never talk like that. Man, I was happy to have that. I lived in a car before. That was way bigger than a car. We can't get hand claps now. Folks so spoiled. Well, that's not my that's not my journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So your your own lustful desires, you got to give them up and do what God says. But if you do what God says, man, you don't think God's gonna take care of you? He will take care of you, but man, God's gonna give you what you need and see how you act first. He's gonna give you what you need and check, test your decision making. He gave the children of Israel exactly enough what they needed and they still acted up and he had to kill them all. They never left the wilderness. Some of you in the wilderness right now because you won't do right by the little bit. Don't hide the manna. Just eat it when it comes down and go about your business. Folks still just wait. It's so good though. I'm just going to put some up for the pain of being corrected, conforming to truth. And being admonished is the cross that we chose to bear. The pain of being corrected? You got to sit in here and let the preacher correct you from the microphone. That's painful. That's taking up your cross. You got to let the word correct you. That's taking up your cross. Is it going to feel good? Does correction feel good? Never. First Peter 4 and 1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh... Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath what? Ceased from sin. And then finally, to follow Christ is to believe he is the word. And what he says is true. The Bible is our infallible instruction manual. If you don't believe the Bible is all true, then you're not a believer. You have no reference point. When you have no reference point, you have nothing to hold you accountable. You can live your life the way you want and change what you want and believe what you want. But only those that believe the Bible is infallible without error are those that believe. Because that's all he left us was the word. Amen? If we doubt his word, we cannot follow him. If we doubt who he says he is, then we cannot follow him. If we doubt his way and trust our own way, then we cannot follow him. John 10 and 27 says, Jesus said, my sheep, what? Only my sheep can hear me. That's what God is saying. My sheep hear my voice and what? I know who they are. You know how he knows? Because they what? Summary! Resurrection Sunday is an exciting Sunday. Oh, isn't it? You excited? Because we usually get to see people we haven't seen in a while. The church is usually filled with people that claim to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. But how many of us really believe that he is the Christ? To believe that Jesus is the risen Savior means that we believe he died for our sins and is our what? Lord. If he is Lord, then wouldn't that make us his followers? 
And if we are his followers, then shouldn't we be following him? Oh, gosh. Can we be his followers and follow after our own way? Oh, only two people answered that. Can we be his followers and follow after our own way? Can we serve two masters? Can we love the world and love him? Can we truly commune with Christ and doubt the validity of the Bible? There is no faith without works. If we have faith in Christ, then our works will prove it. If we believe on him, then we accept his way and we reject our own way. To be in Christ and be a new creation means that we deny ourselves, take up our cross, and what? Follow his way. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? He is a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, which means look and see. All things are what? Now, look and see tells us that this isn't just internal. <laughs> that's what, you know, that's the out some folk got. Oh, yeah, I, I received him as my Lord and Savior. On the inside, way deep down in the belly of my gullet. The Lord, He's down way down in the deeps of me, in the deeps, the cells and the mitochondria and the, the the all the way down in the. Why are you hiding him like that, dog? Go. He's so deep in there, can't nobody see him. But the Scripture argues with you. The Scripture said, "Behold," which means. Look and see all things, all things. Yes. Your behavior. Yes. Your decisions. Yes. Your actions. Yes. All things. What? Become. New. You've been listening to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.